heart is a glue Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room No space to rent in this town You're out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic stuck Welcome to Mondays with Millie, a podcast about the past with real relevance to the present day. I'm your host, Phil Cristofaro, and in this podcast series, I interview my 90-year-old mother-in-law, Doreen, who I affectionately call Millie, about her ordinary life and the extraordinary events which influenced it. Millie has witnessed firsthand some incredible things across 10 decades. This is a personal history which gives us some perspective about life's triumphs and challenges. And it's been all over you, it's a beautiful day. Don't let it get away, it's a beautiful day. Welcome to Episode 7, Season 7 of Mondays with Millie. In this episode, Millie and Kirsten discuss Millie's close shave, death. If not for the rallying call of family, brought together from all corners, Millie feels that she'd have slipped away. Our apologies also this week, that due to a sore throat, Neve is unable to perform this week's song, so I've recycled one from earlier, which is my personal favourite. Please enjoy this episode of Mondays with Millie. See the canyons broken by cloud See the tuna fleets clearing the sea out See the Bedouin flyers at night See the oil fields at first light end See the bird with a leaf in her mouth After the flood all the colours came out day, day. It was a beautiful day By the time the 2000s came along and you were, we went over to live in Lytham's Vance, how important a decision was that for you, Kirsten? Well, uh, the decision was made. We'd been thinking, we had been thinking about it. We had two small children, grandparents on different sides of the world. It was very difficult for me having my parents on the other side of the world. And mum and dad had been over probably about three times at that point. Um, and then dad died. Yeah. yeah, probably more. Dad passed <laughs> away and I probably went into a bit of a flat spin really and thought, oh, my gosh, you know, my grand- my 
parents are going to both pass away and my children aren't going to know their grandparents at all. So I kind of pushed the point a bit and you were very lovely and said, yes, okay, we'll do it. And we up six and went to England for a year. But it was it was a very definite year. You were very firm about that. And having lived there for a year, I really, it was one of my favourite years um, with the kids and with mom and everything and with my half of the family and friends in England as well. But um, it was a really important year for me. M- Millie, what about you? Your relationship with Kirsten sort of strengthened through oh, that yes. period? Oh, yes. Oh yes, and the, and with with you as well because you know you were so accepting, uh, and and your mother was ill at the time, wasn't she? Do you remember you had to you had to go you you'd set off on holiday, and the day after you set off, you heard that your mother was seriously ill, and you had to fly home on a quick visit to see her, didn't you? Yeah, and yeah. it must have been very difficult for you. Yes, um, but it was wonderful for me because. I really got to know my grandchildren. Kirsten's right. You know, I think when you're on the other side of the world and anything can happen at any time, and indeed for me it did, I got a call. We were at Centre Parks with Bruce and Amanda and their children, and we'd had, uh, it was the middle of the night on the very first night we were staying there, and I got a call and my sister said, you have to come home, um, and you have to come home now. And uh, it's very confronting to have that have that happen. Um, so, you know, even though, uh, in fact, when I got back and mum was, you know, my sister said to me, at getting in the car at the airport, said, have I got time for a shower? She said, no, we've got to go straight to the, to the hospital. And I walked in the door and mum rallied. Oh, my son's here. And she, she yes, actually rallied yes. and she came good and <coughs> I ended up going back to England. Because she, she, she miraculously. I think that's what can happen sometimes. It does when people come well, home to you. It 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 gives you strength, doesn't it? It does. Well, this is what happened years later when I was ill and Kirsten appeared in the hospital ward. Uh, suddenly, I was I'm getting out of here. You know, I was I was getting I was determined to get better, and I did. When was that? It made a world of difference. It was two years ago at Christmas, wasn't it? No, it was 2019, January. 2019, yes. Mm. How and sick suddenly... were you? How ill were you? Were you Oh well, gravely I was ill? Ill. Mm. Yes, I was very ill mm, at that time. And you credit Kirsten coming home to, to your Absolutely. bouncing back? I think actually I bullied her into it because... Um, <laughs> She was, um, she was, you know what, she was very ill and I've seen her ill lots of times. She's had a bad chest for as long as I've known her, let's put it that way. So she's had lots of bad do's, shall we say, bad do's where she's ended up in hospital. Um, but I thought, oh, okay, yeah, she's got a bad chest and we're good with that. And then probably a couple of days after I arrived, I think, um, she just gave up and said, I can't do it anymore. She said, I'm not strong enough, so... That was hard. So I had to phone the boys and say, I need help here. I can't do this. Chris was in Russia and he was trying his best to get home. Um, And Paul said, I'm on my way. And he came the next day. And then she did the same thing with him, you see. So she just went, oh, right, he's here now as well. So she rallied around a bit. But we really bullied you, didn't we, back into it? Oh, we did. um, Yeah. You did. 
me and the physio got you got you going but yeah. um yeah and even before you arrived I mean you were only a few days arriving and Alex was there he'd only come for the weekend but finished up yeah. the week and he he my grandson you know and he he kept saying Kirsten's on her way Kirsten's on her way you know mm. he knew it was him he stayed there. He was there all nights, all times of the day and night. And mm. Tamar was an absolute legend. She was there yeah. all the time as well. So yes, and Tamar. Well, they're all still legends, and I, I yes. feel very lucky that you've got all them, all of those family members there. Yes, because it's so, so a very long the, way. I had my two eldest grandchildren, sort of, you know, pushing me on, waiting mm. for Kirsten to arrive. Mm. <laughs> It's yeah. quite it's quite amazing how yes. that can really spur you on, can really yes. energize you. So mm. I can understand how it made a difference to your mother. And of course she lived for quite a few years after that, didn't mm. she? Mm. Um, oh, a couple of years. We came home and we um, you know, our kids got to spend time with her and that was really yes. important. So um <laughs> so Millie, you, one thing we haven't spoken about is your eyesight and how you've you've really lost most of your eyesight in the last two years, probably, two to three years. And you'd never know it, right? From speaking um, speaking on the podcast, people probably, they might have picked up the odd comment here or there, but give us an idea of how much can you see? Well, some days I have... Um it's 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 wet macula in one eye and dry macula in the other eye, which is an awkward mix, you see, which doesn't help matters. So and it's quite bad. I am registered now with severe sight loss, uh, but um, I, I find my way around the house quite well. Um, I went to the podiatrist yesterday, and I took a taxi there and came straight back because I, I don't feel quite so secure now walking by myself you know going shopping by myself I really need someone to go with me now and uh, but some days I don't see heads at all <laughs> I know that sounds silly but apparently it, it's not unusual uh, sometimes I have what they call a headless day where I see people's bodies but everything's hazy above that other days I can see a head but I don't see features the same and I do miss that because, you know, when, I, when I'm speaking to you on the FaceTime, I, I want to see your, your faces and um, I peer right up against the, the, uh, against the iPad, but I don't really see your features anymore and I do miss that. Sometimes you're probably better off not seeing me, though, if it's too early <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Well, and of course, I can't read now. That's the problem. <laughs> I can't read the gossip in the Daily Mail now. I do miss that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one bonus to losing your sight. Well, we, we, yeah, we feel that uh, it's freed us up now that we don't we don't have to put on any sort of you know nice clothes <laughs> or do our hair when we're talking to you. We can get away with just about anything. So um, it's, a, it's a great, there's some advantages and some disadvantages to everything, aren't there? So um, yeah. um, how, how has your iPad changed things? Oh, it's, it's just changed everything. 
it's changed everything. Uh, you know, the other day, uh, I got a problem with the iPad, as you know, and I got something on it, uh, which I couldn't move off. And it was, I was quite bereft. And when Alison, you know, who, who, who uh, my friend who does my cleaning and that, when she arrived and she said, whatever's the matter? And I said, oh, oh, my, I, it's my iPad. It's my iPad. And she said afterwards, you know, she said, I've never seen you like that before. <laughs> I was just bereft. <laughs> because, because it wouldn't work for me, you know. And it's silly, really, because I couldn't find... I was told to... Christopher said, switch it off altogether, then switch it back on. But I couldn't find the little button to switch it off. And uh, I completely panicked. It was so silly, really. But it's made a wonderful difference to me, this iPad. It well, it's, really quite, it's quite a lifeline for you, isn't it, really? Because you yes. can, obviously, you can FaceTime <laughs> all of us. Yes, um, absolutely. If I miss a call, I can't read uh, what it says about what the missed calls are. I can't read anything. But mm. all I have to do, as you know, you fixed it up for me. I just press the button and say, hey, S. I won't say his name now. Hey, Because <laughs> <laughs> he's always listening. <laughs> yes, he is always listening. Uh, I'll say, you know, FaceTime, Kirsten, Phil, Christopher, Tamar, whoever, you know. Mm. And, um, and it's just wonderful. And also, I can just press a button and say, send a message to so-and-so yeah and he's he's never let me down yet siri oh mm. said his name then didn't i <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah always listening always listening yes, always, listening. always listening yeah. yeah yeah and you know what um yeah look you had had some um, some experience with an iPad, hadn't you? With oh, them yes. when Tom had his, so yes. you'd had you had had some experience. But I mean, for someone who is ninety, or oh, gosh, you were probably eighty nine when you got it. Um, you have adapted incredibly well to using it. You know, the, the the whole you know you can't teach an old dog new tricks doesn't doesn't really apply to you, I don't think. No, it would be best if I could see what's written on the screen. But, uh, yeah, but that would just be easier for you. I manage, I manage perfectly well. Yeah, you do amazingly. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, and thank you for that because it was the best thing anyone has ever bought me. Well, you know what, as well, I think through um, through the pandemic, when you were alone a lot, <laughs> um, no one could visit you and things, I think it really was a huge lifeline then, wasn't it? It's a shame probably more people couldn't have that kind of thing in their home so that yeah. even though they can't – I mean, it's a big – although you have trouble seeing, I think being able to see someone on the iPad as opposed to just listen to them on the phone. Yes. It gives you a lot – it gives me an idea of seeing you as well as to what what's going on with you. Yes, yes. Um, and it would be the same for a lot of elderly people or people who live on their own who family members or friends want to keep in touch with. Yes, they talk a lot now about – people who have relatives abroad and they haven't seen them for almost two years. And mm. I think what a shame that people haven't got this. Everyone hasn't got this facility because yeah. it has made a world of difference. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Because, you know, you and I, we, we used to see each other 
sometimes twice a year. And mm. um, so it's rather dif difficult now, you know, thinking about that. But I was only thinking today, we've had, we had some lovely times, didn't we? And we have had some lovely times. And you and, and you and I especially, you know, I'd come over and you, we'd go away together. And I do thank you, Phil, for that because you never seemed to mind that um, that Kirsten and I went off together and just left you all behind. I was probably glad to get rid of me for a bit. Oh, well, I, yeah. No, it was more that I didn't I get a choice. That, yeah. I, I, never, I never got a choice, Millie. Was... <laughs> but, I, but I, I, probably, but I... I probably played the old, oh, I never see my mother. Can I spend some time with her? We're off having a jolly, drinking our champagne and oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, save the, we'll save the details. There's a particular trip that I do want to sort of touch on a bit later and in a bit more detail and um and there were there have been some fantastic trips i'm I'm curious actually though you know we, we talked about how millie said you know there was a time where you'd see each other twice a year and i and i guess when colonel went oh colonel and for the listeners i my wife's nickname is colonel because her initials are kfc and i've been calling her that since i met her so uh apologies <laughs> for any confusion but um kirsten i'm not used to calling you kirsten kirsten when you were weird. When you were li living in London, uh, how often would you see your mum? And do you think you actually have more contact with her now that you've got FaceTime than you did before when you're actually living in the same country? Definitely. I mean, I may have gone home every couple of months, possibly, but then I probably only went home for a weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I probably caught with friends as well. I wasn't just yeah. staying at home with mum and dad. So, you know, I'd go and see my brothers or I'd go, you know, out with friends and, yeah, you sort of go, oh, yeah, probably, yeah. And quality time, that's the thing, right? Yeah. So when we We've catch up now, been... I'm there for two or three weeks. So, or there, you know, she's here for two or three weeks. So, we, I used to come for six weeks. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. That was a long time to put up with me, wasn't it? <laughs> that, that's why I took you away. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting because you said, you know, you started talking a bit about the, the pound a minute situation of, you know, the, how expensive it was to, to have an actual phone conversation. And now I think, Kirsten, you actually call your mum on the way to work and talk to her. I do a FaceTime car. audio yeah. every morning. FaceTime yes. audio, yeah. 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 How important is that to you? Oh, it's very important. It's very important. And and Chris does the same, you see, through the day. And um, Paul, uh, he calls me uh, always twice a week, occasionally three times, you know. Uh, so, But he he doesn't do FaceTime the same. But it's made, I just tell you, it's, it's just made a world of difference. I haven't felt as as distressed about Kirsten not being able to come over because of having the iPad. Because mm. I don't feel she's all that far away. Mm. And she's not. She's not. No, she's not. Yeah. No. I think I mean, um, when when you're having sorry when you're having daily. I mean, I speak to mom so much more now than I did probably three or four years ago because yes. of having the iPad. Because 
I am, you know what I'm like, Phil. I don't particularly like the phone very much. But, um, you know, if I'm driving to work, I love to have a chat. We have spent 20, 25 minutes chatting away. And because we're talking every day, you hear more about someone's life, all all the little tiny things that you – I see you you feel more part of their life because of it. But when you're only phoning every week or two, you just – you're just telling them the basics, you know, you're not really mm-hmm. digging deep into things, so you don't really get a proper idea of what's going on. No, you don't. You don't. No, you don't. But no, I don't I don't feel as though you're very far away at all. I really don't. Hmm. And and we're looking forward to a time when we can get you on a plane and get you to go back to England. With a vaccine mm. passport, and I think that's really our only way. <laughs> our only that's, way. Well, out that's of it. the next question. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely, and it's it's our only way of returning to a world that it is connected physically, isn't it? I think mm. uh, we put our hope yes, in, it is. in science um, <coughs> to, to to deliver that for us. So, it, I find it very interesting how people are so. Um, they have so so much. They have so many questions. People have so many questions about the vaccine, which is good. But my worry is that they don't question other things so much. It's like they're they're putting all these they're putting all of this effort into questioning this thing, which is actually yes, it's it had to happen quickly. We've had to get the vaccine quickly. But you know, there's a lot of other things out there that they don't question. They just do. So I, I don't really know why there's a difference for this. Mm. Yeah. And Millie, you've had both your Pfizer vaccines, haven't you? Oh, yes. Mm. Yes, quite early on, actually. I had my first one December the 29th. And Victoria Hospital has really been very, very good. You know, in some parts of the country, people haven't been able to get... Um, the treatment they needed, um, uh, especially cancer patients, but they certainly have up here. Victoria Hospital has really pulled out all the stops, you know. It really mm. has. Mm. Mm. It's a great place. Shout out to Victoria Hospital where I trained, where I worked. Great team over there. Well, we'll have to, we've, got, we've now got a new audience of people from Victoria Hospital. There we go. That's how to, that's how to market. We'll market ourselves mm-hmm. out in that direction. Fantastic. That concludes episode seven, season seven of Mondays with Millie, the final in this series. In Season 8, we'll chat with Millie's boys, Paul and Christopher, and discuss Millie's life as an octogenarian. Look forward to your company again next week. It's a beautiful day Sky falls, you feel like it's a beautiful day You've got no destination, you're in the mud In the maze of her imagination, you love this town
is with Millie as an e-learn production, editing and dodgy guitar work by yours truly, Phil Cristofaro, vocal work by Millie's granddaughter, Neve. Touch me, take me to the other place, teach me love, I know I'm not a hopeless case. See the world in green and blue, see China right in front of you. See the canyons broken by cloud See the tuna fleets clearing the sea out See the Bedouin flyers at night See the oil fields at first light end See the bird with a leaf in her mouth After the flood all the colors came out It was a beautiful day It's a beautiful day